Midweek Muscle Podcast. Midweek. The Midweek Muscle Podcast starts now. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good people. This is Jay-Z bringing you your dose of the Midweek Muscle. Happy Wednesday. Oh man, how are you guys doing out there? Did you guys get a chance to listen to last week's episode? If so, like, what'd you think? Like Dr. Kirby in the house, like way to go. Shout out to Dr. Kirby. Dr. Kirby, if you're listening to this, it is amazing to have good friends in high places. <laughs> you can help out people like me. On the other hand, uh, shout out to her just being so ready and willing and able to speak on the importance of family and friends or friends who feel like family or family, right? Uh, we appreciate you. We love you, Dr. Kirby, if you're listening. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. On another note, if you guys didn't get to listen to last week, if this is your first time, welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much. This is a personal motivation podcast um, where we aim to go after the arguably the two largest muscles in the body, your head and your heart. Uh, while they're oftentimes out of alignment over the things that you should do or chase down, we are here to give perspective, to give encouragement, and ultimately to help you be a buddy or be a pal to encourage you to get over the hurdles that are standing before you for peaceful, positive, and productive change. Um, for not only yourself, but for people around you, uh, potentially your family, your community, or, you know, your business partners or people you work with. So um, we hope that you have an opportunity to check us out and join in and, and just and, and kick it with us for a little bit. But without further ado, um, Last week's episode, we got to talk about the first F or the two Fs uh, out of our series. If you've been following along, welcome back. You know how I feel about y'all. I love you. Um, and I couldn't be anything close to what I am without you. And so without further ado, uh, we're in 2020, right? And I'm sure you guys are worn down with this already about 2020 vision, right? Crystal clear. Now, Last year, before we even got to 2020, I talked about 2020 being a roadmap. So our roadmap to 2020 is here. And to kickstart a new year with fresh ideas, a fresh start, uh, why not target the, the, the important Fs in our lives? And last week, we got an opportunity to talk about family, the one I left out, and friends and the importance of targeting new goals, right? So now we're going to go ahead and get kickstarted with the others, right? So the, the priority Fs, if you, if you haven't had a chance to hear them, are friends, family, fitness, faith, and finances. I'll say that again. Friends, family, fitness, faith, and finances. Dr. Kirby talked about friends and family. And today we're going to talk about a little bit about faith. So as for my week last week, always busy, always productive, but let me tell you a little something about like what was like the ultimate, like cherry on top of last week. So my son, if you've been listening, I have a little one, um, and he's involved in sports. You'll hear him do episodes from time to time. Uh, but he does sports. He's very active. He's very athletic. He has that capacity. And so he's been playing basketball and he's with a new team this year and they're working out kinks and getting to know each other and what have you. And I don't know if you've had a chance to look at youth sports, but sometimes it's painful to watch because I feel like you need like an, uh, and no offense to if anyone out there listening who needs these things. Um, but I feel like when you're at youth sports, you need an insulin pump, a heart monitor and an asthma pump all in the same breath because you watch it and it's like, Oh, get it. Don't do that. Oh, and it's just, it's interesting uh, because they're, they're still learning. So it's so very cute, uh, you know, to watch. But anyways, basketball. So um, to paint the scenario for you very quickly, um, he had a basketball game. He had a lot of them this past weekend. And his team, they're, they're really awesome kiddos. Uh, they work really hard, and you can tell. Um, so they had this game where, you know, the team was – equally matched, uh, meaning they had 
equally talented players. They match the intensity and the focus and the drive and and, and everything. The teams were just equal. Um, And so we have a scenario here where uh, we're in double overtime and uh, the score is tied with three seconds left on the clock. Now, every single person on the team had a job and they did that job really well. Every single person. Now, a couple of them were missing for this game, and one was injured on the sidelines, and and uh, the six that could play, one was waiting to sub in or what have you, um, and the other five on the court. Out of the five that were on the court, four of them had like four fouls. So at any given moment, any one of them could have subbed out, but they still played with intensity. And so you're just thinking like, wow, we would have you know started getting you know, started, we would have started to strategize in our adult minds about how to do this. Ultimately, these kids still played with a lot of heart and I just love it. So anyways, um, I guess they turn over the ball and uh, now it's in their possession, his team. And uh, you hear the coach call a timeout. He's running them a new play. I'm like, oh my gosh, like, I don't even know if they're going to get this with this much time left to go. I mean, for crying out loud, they're like eight, nine years old here. Like how, how much are they going to get? I hear the coach, they're back on session. They come back out on the court and I hear the the coach say, all right, Jay, get ready to shoot. And I'm just thinking in my head, like, oh my gosh. Now I'm not freaking out because they're, they're tied. So rather my kid shoots and misses it, we're still going to go into triple overtime. So it's fine. He's going to try. But um, we have three seconds left. My kid has the ball. The screen was set. He's pushing. He puts up the shot. And as the time buzzer goes off, that thing goes in. And the crowd, like, literally goes wild, including myself. Like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. Like, so... It was crazy wild. And uh, if you want a video of this, there was a gracious family who recorded it and sent it over. I mean, incredible. Thank you so much. Um, but the the video, if you want to check it out, it's on uh, some of my social media platforms at The Midweek Muscle, Facebook or Instagram. It, it's incredible, right? So as we go into this week talking about faith, see, if Faith is anything like what I saw this weekend. I want that. Like when I think about faith and the perspective of my nine-year-old son and in his little mind aspiring to do what many people have not accomplished. In his little mind, he told himself that I'm going to hit this buzzer beater and I am going to do it like my sports heroes do it. And with every little ounce of effort in his little body, the rather it's right form or right intensity or right strength or right flick of the wrist, he gave it everything knowing in his mind that he was going to try Even though he wasn't sure of the outcome, he had faith. And if faith is what it took that little kid to make that shot, even though the odds were stacked against him to not do it, and it landed the way it did, I want that. So that's why, good people, I decided that this week, we're, we're going we're gonna to challenge some things, right? We're going to challenge some thoughts and some perspectives on what faith should or could look like when you're trying something new. And that's why And so that's why I decided to bring on somebody that I, number one, value and just when you think about somebody that is just so refined and just so elevated and so wise, wise beyond their years, like, have you ever met a person where you just feel like they've been around before and well before their time? 
this is why, good people, I decided to bring in a special guest to talk about uh, faith. Uh, because, uh, and I'm going to give a brief bio, and, and please forgive me, uh, because I think it's, it's important. Um, and if you, like, I'm on all social media platforms, but I'm also on LinkedIn, and I put something out there um, that says, you know, you should be able to give people the flowers while they can still smell them. And uh, all that philosophy is about is just being able to acknowledge people while they can still feel valued and appreciated rather than uh, when they pass and move on and you're still here wishing you had told them. So for this person, uh, I met him, uh, you know, and he's been on the show before. So this this is no secret, it's no surprise. Uh, but we have Jason Sanders visiting us or Jay the Motivator. And when I think about this guy, um, I met him our freshman year of college brand new city, brand new environment, brand new everything. And I think upon instantly, I don't even know how we became friends, but instantly friended me, like hashtag friended me. So so warm and welcome. And I just remember like at the time, I guess I'm aging myself. There was, instead of like Facebook Messenger, there was like AOL Instant Messenger or AIM um, and a series of text messages. And we did traditional phone calls, but Jay always, and when I tell you good people, always, 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 always had words of wisdom. And when I think about myself being a natural encourager, I think he, like, it's it's no comparison, but he surpasses me a million times over uh, because he's always so genuine and so neutral when he encourages. But when he encourages, it's always coming from a content source. And you don't get that in everybody. You don't find hashtag friended me and wise and wise beyond their years at that. And someone who is genuinely like has aged and refined and grown and, and, and just been able to like spread this not only in our college circles, but beyond. So without a doubt, I'm going to get off my soapbox and, and just give this man room to just share his knowledge and wisdom uh, because I think we can use it this week, talking about faith and why it's so important to me when you're stepping out to try new things and why he's the right person to talk to us about what that means for us. So without further ado, let's give it up for our guest, Jason Sanders or Jay the Motivator. What's up? <laughs> Sorry, I can't. <laughs> well, well, thanks for that intro. And, you know, first and foremost, I just want to say, you know, I, I'm humbled and uh, I always try and remember, I, I only say what I hear my father say. I only do what I, what I see my father do. So I just try and keep that, that in mind. And so, again, you, you humbled me with that intro. Um, really, I've just been focused on what my purpose or, or, or my mantra or mission statement is, um, which is really just to help people become a better version of themselves. And really, the main vehicle that I'm, I'm doing that through right now is essentially transformational life coaching. Um, you know, so God is, has me an opportunity right now to um, you know, speak with people and meet with people and really just play my small role in helping them become a, a better version of themselves. So um, just seeing the change in their lives, just seeing them go from where they are to where they could be and uh, just looking at things a little bit different and getting out of their own way to get out of their own comfort zone and, and start to actually move and, and take action to get to to really, really where they want to get to. And um it's just something that that's special just just seeing that change in people so um i'm fortunate right now where, where god has me in that space right now and i mean first of all i wanted to say it if it weren't true second of all um i just you know you speak so humbly about yourself and and it's a testament of who you are and your character um but like just for the people listening uh You've been on before, so if you guys um, would like to go back and hear his interview from the very first time he was on the Midweek Muscle, um, he is one of my top listened uh, episodes, um, and that's sort of drilled to the top, is uh, Jason Sanders. Um, But if we could fast forward a little bit, and if I could just say transformational life coaching, if that were a love language, that would be mine. (laughs) (laughs) 
do you ever just think about people that we uh, ran in circles with or just communicated with or you've caught up with from like high school or something and you think about what they're doing now and if it actually matches their personality like do you ever do that sometimes yeah and it's it's amazing when people are actually in that sphere that they're supposed to where it just seems like right And, and I love how you said it, the sphere that they're supposed to be in. So, mm-hmm. but it takes a lot of work. And that's exactly why I want you to talk about this today. Um, because I hear what you do and I've seen college, post-college, life after college and snippet, and now what you're doing now. And it's been a blessing to be able to follow you through that. Uh, but How would one even begin? So we're in a new year. It's 2020. Maybe some of us have had ideas that we want to start chasing down right now. Uh Maybe it's weight loss. Maybe it's better relationships with friends and family. Maybe it's, quite frankly, I need a new job. And I don't even know where to start. (laughs) Uh Um, It could be a number of things, right? Right. You know the story all too well. We can set off on any course just because that's what we feel like we should be doing but really like what is your advice on what people should do going into a new year and having confusion over where to start um and that's a great question and you know the the saying kind of comes to mind that if you don't know where you're going any road will take you there so really that's that first piece you know figuring out which step you want to go um you know, because if, if you're in Atlanta, if you're trying to get to New York, that uh, journey, that route that you're going to take is very different as opposed to if you're coming from Toronto. Um, so being mindful of one, where it is that you're trying to go and understanding where it is that you currently are is, is paramount. Um, so I know with me, I remember I was at, at, at that crossroads um, several years ago. And, you know, I remember getting to the point where just feeling like there has to be more to life. You know, it can't just be about, um, you know, waking up to go to work, to make money, to pay bills and die. Um, You know, there has to be more to life than that. And I remember just praying and asking God to help me um, understand or or, or give me some type of revelation, help me understand what my purpose is. And he did that. And from there, I've been able to move appropriately because now I have the, the destination in mind. I have the end point that I'm trying to get to. I, I know um, the, the place that I'm trying to be. So now I can plot my course accordingly. And so for everybody else, it's really figuring out what that destination is, you know, praying to God. Um, and then one thing that I do when I, when I work with people, I typically ask them three questions um, to, to kind of help them um, as a guide or a compass or waypoint, you know, one, the first thing is, what is it that you're good at? What is it that you're naturally talented at, naturally gifted at? The second question is, what do you enjoy doing? What is it that if somebody called you two, three o'clock in the morning, you're dead tired, you had a long day, you would get up with all the energy in the world to go do this one thing. And the last question is, does it help people? And so almost like back in the day in school where you had those overlapping circles, where you have one circle where it's like, all right, what is it that I'm naturally talented at? I write those things down in the circle. Uh, all right, what is it that I enjoy doing? And seeing where what inter, intersects with those two things. And then that last circle, does it help people? And seeing what falls in that circle and using that kind of as a guide as far as, okay, maybe this is the thing that I'm called to do. Maybe this is the thing that I'm purposed to do. Maybe this is the thing that I should be yearning for and, and moving towards. Um, and pretty much that helped me kind of find my way. You know, for, for some reason, people, um, like I said, that I'm a good listener. I'm, I'm good at talking to people. I'm good at, quote, unquote, giving advice. Um, I never necessarily saw, necessarily saw it. However, that, that's kind of the, the feedback that I got. I remember that, you know, if I'm tired, however, a friend needs me or they need to talk or, or just borrow my ears or whatever the case is, I will feel energized to do it. 
and understanding more so and learning about coaching, seeing how that could be a benefit of helping people and realizing that's kind of what all three intersect. That's the that's the thing that I'm naturally gifted at or talented at. You know, when when it comes to, you know, this one thing. You know, I think so many times we get caught up in the jack of all trades but master of none. We try and do a million things. We try and be a mile wide but an inch deep. We don't necessarily have that laser focus. So it's like, what is this one thing that you do? And so if somebody asks you, what I I think that's incredible because I think no matter who you are, where you are, validation is important. Mm -hmm. And um, like human nature, we aspire to have that validation. It comes in the term of affirmations. Now, Uh that could be your love language or whatever. However, we still desire at some point affirmation. And what affirmation does to the brain is it builds confidence. It builds internal motivations, uh, but it also builds self-esteem. And so I said all of that to say this. We desire to have that affirmation. And because we desire it, we start spinning in how do I be good? How can I be good at everything that I'm doing? Mm-hmm. And just like you said, I, I'm not laser focused on that one thing that I can do excellent. Absolutely. And it, it, it really hurts us. And, um, you know, I was having a conversation with somebody um, earlier this week and we was talking about mastery and the rule of 10,000. And it takes 10,000 hours to master something. And so most times people, when they take on a new endeavor, they still have a full time job. They still have different obligations that they're responsible for. And so you can't just you know, put your nine to five, so to speak. Cause so, you know, that nine to five makes you a living and your five to nine makes you a fortune, so to speak. So from five to nine, you're working on this other skill that you're trying to master. So that's four hours a day times five days a week. That's 20 hours. You know, you, you take two weeks off for vacation. So that's 50 weeks. So that's a thousand hours in a week or a thousand hours in a year rather. So it will take you 10 years to master just one skill. However, and we that's only considering from, Monday through mm-hmm. Friday, right? That's not considering weekends, is it? Mm-hmm. No. Wow, because, I, you know, it's natural. Oh, I've been working hard all week. I just want to hang out on Saturday and Sunday. Mm-hmm. I think that's I'm why sorry. the Midweek Muscle has so many listeners in the middle of the week or, you know, just whenever because people knock off their routine Saturday and Sunday. And that's Absolutely. why they dread Monday so much because it's back to the rigmarole. Mm-hmm. And so being able to find something that you don't necessarily need a break from, finding what that passion is, what you truly enjoy doing. Because um, if it's your passion, it doesn't matter if it's Monday, if it's Saturday, if <laughs> whatever day it is, you're going to enjoy having that opportunity to do what it is that you were born to do. Already, I feel like I should have a notebook out. Well, I actually have <laughs> a little post-it note. I wish you could see it. You probably could if I angled the, the camera right. But uh I need to be writing a book just in that little small amount of time. So, Jay, check this out. Like um, last week, we talked about how friends and or family, uh, we have an F series, prioritizing the Fs, right? Friends, Uh fitness, faith, and uh, finances. And uh, as you're talking about the faith component, last week, we talked about friends, uh, and and or family, and we can just bubble that into company, but there's no F word that starts with company. <laughs> and you are doing, <laughs> you are doing a character series right now. Am I am I right? Yes. You are doing a character series, and so tell us about. This is last week's episode. If you guys wanted to listen in on that, but tell us why the company you keep impacts, like the way that you're moving or want to move right now. Yeah, absolutely. And it's depending on how you term it, one of the ways that uh, people make is the law of association. And so, you know, you may hear it that you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. So if you spend mm-hmm. time with five people, you're going to be the sixth one. If you hang out with five people who lie, cheat, or steal, chances are you're going to be the sixth one. If you hang out with, uh, you know, five people who uh, cheat on their wives or whatever chances, you're going to be the sixth one. However, the law works the other way as well. If you hang out with five people who are rich, chances are you're going to be the sixth one. 
if you hang out with five people who are faithful, chances are you're going to be the sixth one. If you hang out with five people who work out constantly or eat right, chances are you're going to be sixth one. And so that law is important to know because you can either easily violate it or you can easily follow it. It's just a matter of one, not being ignorant of it and then choosing which path you'd rather take. Um, and so it, it, it's regardless of whether that person is a family member, a friend, an acquaintance, regardless, the law still holds true. And so if you hang out with family a lot, but your family has characteristics that you don't particularly care for, or they're engaged in things that are that you can consider destructive behavior, just because your family that doesn't protect you from that law is still going to affect you. If you hang out with friends, however their behavior is destructive, it doesn't matter. It's still going, the law is still going to affect you. And so um, just being mindful of the people who you choose to spend your time around. And that's why you need to be protective of your space, be protective of the people that you're around, be protective of the people that you choose to give your time to, because that's one of the ways that controls your destiny. And so that was, um, yeah, one of the, from the article, 13 things you should get rid of is uh, one of the, the rules was you should get rid of or give up your need to say yes to everything. Like uh -huh. you sh don't say yes to things that do not support your goals. Um, uh -huh. And I don't know if you experienced this in your transformation, Jay, but I definitely experienced it in mine. Uh, when you're getting ready to start a new idea, everyone's on board. Everyone's clapping you up. Everybody's saying, yeah, go do that. But the minute money is required, then people start falling off. Or uh -huh. the minute so some additional supports are required, people start falling off. And then when it's time to actually execute, you either have one or two scenarios. No one stays up with you to get it done, or they don't support your efforts the way that they did when you said, oh, I'm thinking about doing this. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's almost a fallacy to say, go chase your dream, go chase it down. This will be everything you love because everyone you love may not be on board with you. Uh -huh. And that's the and hardest thing about stepping to something new or chasing a new dream or chasing a new goal. And I say it in the form of fitness all the time. You know, your goal could be let's lose weight. But if your circles are ha have unhealthy eating habits, then how hmm. much more difficult will that be for you? Because uh -huh. they're not supporting your endeavors too. Uh -huh. Right? Um, and, and that's okay because everyone should be able to have their own thing, but how do you approach this new year and taking on new things for my life, for my family, for my future with this thing called faith? So regardless of your religious affiliation, your socioeconomic status, your title, your race or gender, is when you take on something new, whether you're a believer in some organized religion or not, this big thing called faith kicks in. Can you break that down for us? And why, in your opinion or in your mind, why you believe that's so important? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, faith, I think, goes beyond, um, you know, just religion, relationship with God, anything like that. You know, because if we look at it in a simplified term, everybody has some type of faith. Mm -hmm. And if we look at it, if you work at a job, you have faith that in two weeks, they're going to deposit money. Right. right. That's the type <laughs> of faith. If you don't get paid that same day, so you could be, you could be busting your behind for two weeks for 80 hours and you expect to get a certain amount deposited in your bank account. But if it doesn't come, you're going to be upset. However, you have faith that you're going to get paid at the end of those two weeks. And so we have faith with everything. And one thing that I that I that I see, and it was interesting, um, we have faith in the GPS on our phone. So if we haven't been to a certain place, and we're trying to get to this destination, we put in the address in our phone. We don't see that end destination yet. All we can do is see, you know, a, a few hundred feet in front of us. Mm -hmm. However, this GPS in our phone directs us which way to go. And so we mm -hmm. have faith that, all right, if I follow this device, if I follow the instructions here, 
is going to take me where I want to go and I'll get there safely. So if it says, all right, make a left, I'm going to make a left. If it says in a mile, make a right, I'm going to make a right. If it reroutes me because there's an obstruction ahead, there's a, a, I'll take the detour and get around. Mm -hmm. Even if I feel like, you know what, if I, if I keep going straight or something like that, it'll, it'll get me there quicker. But if it tells me make a right, I, I probably should just trust it and turn here. Mm -hmm. And so we have faith in so many different things. We have faith in this GPS. And strangely enough, many of us probably have more faith in the GPS than we do in God. Exactly and that's that. yeah. and so you know we want to get to to certain positions we want to accomplish certain things in our life and god wants us to have that however we don't want to trust when he tells us to take a detour we don't want to trust when he tells us to make a right here so to, uh, to make a left over here we tell god it, it looks clear straight ahead why, why can't i just go straight why can't i just do that mm -hmm. <laughs> right now no, he knows on the road there was a big accident and you're going to get caught up in something. So he's trying to get you around it so you don't have to get, get caught up in the midst of that. But sometimes we're so stubborn, we would just want to go do our own thing. Hmm. So we have faith. It's just a matter of what we choose to have faith in. And so if we want to, I guess, make a, a new resolution for, for 2020, for a new decade, all right, I, I want to get healthy, I want to get fit. All right, cool, I'm, I'm going to go. I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to go eat right, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Okay, cool. So you can choose to do it your own way, or you can speak to an expert in that field. You can speak to a nutritionist. You can speak to a trainer. It's just a matter of who you're going to have faith in. They've done it before. The proof is in the pudding. The, the one thing that's great about the, the world of fitness, you can see whether or not they practice what they preach. If they're a trainer, <laughs> it's, it's on display, to, right? Right. If they're a trainer, but they're not in great shape, they're probably not a great trainer. You, you may want to question whether or not you listen to them or not. But if they're if, if they're in shape, if they you know they got biceps and chest, all this other stuff, then you know what you should probably listen to that person. They they probably gone down that path before and can direct you as well. You just have to choose whether or not you're gonna have faith in them or not. So if they tell you don't eat after six, you have a choice to make. You can either choose to eat after six or not. Now they've done it already. They know what they're talking about. It's just a matter of whether or not you're gonna have faith in that process or not. And I think the thing is, is that. We don't want to go through that process. We don't want to take the time that's needed to get from here to there, to get from point A to point B. We don't want to take the time that it's going to have to, to sit in traffic, to, to drive 20 miles or whatever it is. We just want to get there instantaneously. However, it's a process to get whatever it is that we want to achieve. And if we try and cheat the process, all we're really doing is just cheating ourselves. I love what you said about um, we don't have faith in the process. Um, and I don't know um, who else you listen to in the social media world, but I'm big on uh, Gary V. And uh -huh. I may come off a little cocky or whatever, but, you know, <laughs> again, um, you know, to each his own, we all have our different styles, right? Uh, mm -hmm. But I still, you know, there's truth even in fiction and there's truth in nonfiction, right? Um, but regardless of how you place it, it's truth in perspective. <laughs> you You get it? Like, you know. Um, the truth from a psychologist as a doctor can be a different truth from an MD, a general practitioner as a doctor, mm -hmm. which can be different from perspective of an orthopedic doctor, right? The perspectives mm -hmm. are different. That's why they say you should get a second opinion or a third opinion, mm -hmm. right? Um, but when it comes down to we don't always have faith in the process, and Gary Vee talks about it a lot, uh, you have to fall in love with your process. You have to fall in love with where you are, and, and every step of the way takes you to get to where you want to be. And I found myself thinking about that. I'm like, yeah, because if your goal is to save money, or your goal is to be fit, or your goal is to get a new job, or your goal is to start a business, you can take on the advice of a lot of people around you and people who have done it before because they have a roadmap. But given your specific circumstances or your situation or your scenario, your process might look a little different. And so it's good to take that advice from people who have done it before. Uh -huh. But 
you still have to have faith in your process because that's what builds your story. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, I just I just love what you said there. That's all I'm doing. I'm just following what you said. <laughs> just value what you said. Um so Jay, what do you what do you think? You know, if I am wanting to take on something new for the new year or the new decade. Mm-hmm. And we talk about having, I'm sure people worn out of this phrase by now, 2020 vision. <laughs> you knew it was coming. Yep. If we want our listeners to get crystal clear on the vision that they have for their lives, their families, their finances, their future, what is something found you would give them about their process, faith? The company they keep, and 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 what, how, how to even apply some of the things you just said, some of the many things you said. So in, in my mind, it starts with deciding on the destination, deciding on where you want to go. Mm-hmm. So figuring out what that looks like for you, um, and that's complex, and that that's going to take more time than we have here. Um, and that's more individualized for each person. However, figuring out where it is that you want to go. You have to come back. <laughs> <Please. laughs> uh, anytime, so, Jay, anytime. We're just saying we love having you. So once figuring out where it is that you want to go, there, there's a saying, you um, you know, write the vision, make it plain. However, um, you know, people without vision perish or they throw off restraint. And essentially what that means is if you don't have a vision for where it is that you want to do or where you want to be, anything will suffice. So if I can use an example, you know, if we know we was talking about health um, and that's popular, especially for this time of year. So if your goal is to lose a certain amount of weight, if your goal is to lose 50 pounds and that's your goal, you wrote it down, you're committing to that. If somebody puts a pizza in your face, you're going to say no because you're committed to your goal of losing 50 pounds. However, if you're not sure that that's your goal or not, you're going to throw off restraint and you're going to indulge in that because you're unsure of what your goal is. You're unsure of where you're trying to get to. And so, you know, a couple of slices won't hurt or a Krispy Kreme donut, that won't hurt. Or, uh, right. Uh, this is my cheat day. So I'm going to, I'm going to get some ice cream or gelato or milkshake or, you know, holler at Chick-fil-A, whatever it is, you're going to throw off restraint because you're not sure where it is that you're trying to go. So without your vision, people perish. Without vision, you're going to throw off restraint. And so figuring out where you want to go is so important because that's that's the start of your vision. Figuring out what it is and writing it down, that's so important because that's going to empower you on what to say no to. You're going to start to define what your values are. So if your value is to get out of debt, like, hey, hey, you want to go to the club with us on Friday? No, I can't do that. And it's easy for me to say no because I know my value is I want to get out of debt. So I'm going to save money. I'm going to pay down this debt. I'm not going to spend money frivolously going to clubs and buying drinks and all this other stuff. So no, I'm not going to do it. Hey, you want to go 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 to the, uh, you know, on, on this trip to, to DR for spring break or something? No, I can't do that. It's going to be a great time. Cool, but I can't. My focus is getting out of debt. That's my vision. So I'm not going to throw off restraint because I, I have this vision. I'm going to be disciplined in what my actions need to be. And so it's so important, again, to one, figure out what that destination is to have that vision written down so you can be disciplined on, on what to say no to. And then doing it daily. You know, so often we want um, to take a big chunk out of something. We don't want to take those those little bites. However, they say the best way to eat an elephant is one bite at a time. One piece at a time, one bite at a time. Mm-hmm. And so that's all it is. So again, if your goal is to lose 50 pounds, you're not going to lose 50 pounds in one day. Just focus on a little bit. Lose half a pound a day. Lose three pounds a week. Whatever it is, just set your goal and focus on it daily. Focus on the activity. All right, cool. Each day I'm going to go jogging. I'm going to go jogging for 30 minutes or whatever it is but focus on something that you can do daily, each and every day, so you can know if you were successful at it or not. 
You can measure whether or not you were successful this day or not. You can measure whether or not you won this day or not. And it comes down to a choice. So again, if your value is I'm going to lose weight, you say to, to in order to do that, I'm going to run or jog 30 minutes a day. All right, cool. Somebody says, hey, you want to go to the, uh, you know, this place, this restaurant, let's go get some drinks after work. Now nah, I'm good. I got to set aside 30 minutes to go jog because this is what my value is. I'm not going to throw off that restraint. I'm going to focus on what it is that I have to do. And I'm going to focus on this, doing this one thing daily to accomplish what it is that I need to accomplish. And over that first day, that first week, that first month, even, you may not notice a huge change. However, over time, you're going to make some drastic improvement. And so mm -hmm. just being in that process. You know, I heard somebody say that it takes 18 years to become 18 years old. <laughs> you, you can't, you can't, there's nothing you can do. And you hear that and you're like, duh. But if you really think about it, it's like, no, you have to earn every single year of the right. year you call yourself. And it's so right. interesting how there's nothing that you can uh, do. You have people nothing. out here that are a certain age that haven't quite earned their years mm -hmm. uh, from the amount of work you've seen them do versus what uh -huh. they say they're about. Uh -huh. um, that's so that's so interesting because when you were talking about your daily habits, I even thought of, uh, you know, if I want to be a better boss, like that's nice and that's cool, but what are you doing to be a better boss? Mm -hmm. Are you, and I'm not saying you should work yourself crazy and bend over backwards for every single person in your team to show that you're a better boss, but what are the little things you can do to your, to your team or with your team or for your team um, to solidify that for them mm -hmm. to know that you're playing for their team as well and not mm -hmm. just mandating um, uh, memorandums or dictating uh, menial jobs just because you don't feel like doing it. Um, uh -huh. So it, there's a lot of action that is required, it sounds like you're saying, and, and taking that step of faith. Not only do I have to trust or have faith in my process, but I actually have to commit to it based off of what it is I want or what is it that I want to do or what am I being called to do. Those are all action words. And so there was something um, that I guess was revealed to me. So it says, if you ask and if you believe, you're going to receive. And mm -hmm. so I started, I started thinking about that. And mm -hmm. it, it kind of came to me because it was around the holidays. So it was like Thanksgiving or Christmas that it came to me. And so mm -hmm. if you think about it, if you're hosting Thanksgiving, if you mm -hmm. ask your family, hey, you know, can you come to my house? I'm going to host Thanksgiving. They say, yeah. All right, cool. I asked, um, Watch out. <laughs> that, that's a whole other thing. So I, I, I asked for them to come. I'm going to receive them on, on Thanksgiving. Now, between them actually arriving, there's some things that you should probably do to prepare for them. You know, if you're hosting Thanksgiving, you're probably not going to wait till they get there before you start cooking the turkey, are you? You're probably going to do that beforehand you're probably going to go to the store buy some pans buy the mac and cheese stuffing cranberry sauce uh sweet potato pie all that good stuff you're going to do that prior to you're going to have the table know, Jay, my mom be coming in like harry scary sometimes like oh, i'm ready today and, and she shows up late too sorry mom you know i love you but i had to put that out there like i don't know sometimes it's different <laughs> but go ahead go ahead go ahead so yeah so you're going to start preparing for their arrival so you already asked for them to come. You want to receive them, but you have to believe. So you have to start preparing in that in, in that process. So you're going to do these things prior to their arrival in order to receive them. And so if we take that further with ourselves, you know, we ask for certain things. You know, we ask to be a millionaire. All right, cool. I want to be a millionaire. All right, cool. We ask for it. That's the first step. Now we want to get to the receiving part. However, we just skipped over that whole believing part. And that believing part is really preparation. All right, I want a million dollars. You can't handle a million dollars because you can't handle a hundred dollars. If you can't handle a hundred dollars properly, how are you going to handle a million? So you have to start, all right, cool. I want a million dollars. All right, let me prepare. Let me make sure I'm fiscally responsible 
with a hundred dollars. Let me make sure I'm fiscally responsible with a thousand or ten thousand or a hundred thousand dollars. This way I can work my way up so I can be trusted with a million dollars. All right, I, I I want a real nice car. Okay, let's let's see if you can be if you can prepare for it. Let's see if you can be trusted with a uh, a, a hoopty. Let's see if you can be trusted with a five thousand dollar car, a ten thousand dollar car before you get you get yourself a hundred thousand dollar car. All right, I want I want a big house. Cool. Let's see if you can prepare. Let's see if you can um, take care of the apartment that you have. Let's see if you can take care of the townhouse that you have before you get to this big mansion. And so you know we ask for certain things. We want to receive it. But a lot of times we skip by that that belief part, that preparation part. And so whatever it is that we're asking for, we need to make sure after we ask, that action comes next. And we need to start preparing to receive what it is that we ask for. And I like that, right? Because if I'm going into starting up my own business or entrepreneurship, and I always think about that one client, or that one bid or that one customer that I need to acquire to become a million dollar business or better, you know, whatever it is, right? I always think about that one client and we want to jump to that one client when, as you were just saying, all we need is to build better business with the smaller clients that we have because we never know what their chain of life is bringing to them. So if we do our due diligence with, with what we ask for and what we receive, then we never know how that is going to magnify or impact us down the road. Mm -hmm. like, boom, I have a client that has only $500 to manage in their finances or wealth management. They only have $500 in their account. Boom, somebody in their family, unfortunate circumstance, they, they come off of a big inheritance. Now you have a client that's worth X amount, and because you took care of them, they're st sticking their money or business with you. And so I uh -huh. have to say important because we just never know the circles that people are operating within. We should know a little bit, right? Because uh, of the company you keep aspect earlier in the in the episode, but um, you just never know how someone else's trajectory can impact your own. In, in the positive way. So you're absolutely right. You got to take care of what you have as you anticipate it being in the future or what you will for the future, right? Right. And if, you know, somebody can't even trust you with a little bit, why would they trust you, trust you with so much more? Uh, crazy. So we say all that about other people, but what about ourselves? Mm-hmm. That's deep. Oh, man. Well, Jay, you are on this uh, series on Instagram, the Motivational Minutes, or even yep. longer sometimes. Uh, <laughs> tell everybody about that if they want to scope out the work that you're doing. And you said you're a transformational life coach. So if they are looking for support, do you do remote? Like, do they have to be in your city or can they be in other states? Yes, absolutely. They don't have to be in the in the state of Georgia. Um, a lot of it is, is via phone, so you can be pretty much anywhere in the U.S. And, uh, you know, we have an opportunity to work together. So, um, you know, my motivational minutes, I put them out every week, every Wednesday. Um, they're on YouTube. I put snippets up on um, Instagram and Facebook as well. Um, and just as an opportunity to give people these uh, principles as an opportunity to, to make a difference in their lives and uh, you know, if you find value in it, if you're looking for uh, somebody to help encourage you and, and hold you accountable and, um, you know, you want to make a change in your life, uh, I'm definitely here um, to assist in that. You know, we all have a purpose and mine is help to help people get closer to theirs. So, um, you know, just understanding why we're here and, and the way that we're here to serve is, is so important. And I would trust you 10 times over with myself and anything that I'm doing in your hands. So um, tell people how they can find you, reach you, how they can look at your motivational minutes, et cetera. Absolutely. Website is jaythemotivator.com, jaythemotivator.com, J-A-Y. Uh, Instagram, jaythemotivator. Uh, Facebook, jaythemotivator. Uh, YouTube, jaythemotivator. Everything is jaythemotivator. So um, one of those is the best, either one of those is the best way to, uh, you know, reach out and contact me, send me a message. Uh, contact me through my website and 
you know, I'd love to have an opportunity to, to, to serve anybody out there looking to make a difference this year. Awesome. Well, Jay, you know, we love you. We love having you. We love having your wisdom here on the show. So you are welcome to come back anytime. You're like, I have an epiphany. Jay-Z, I need to get on. Okay, just hold on. <laughs> <laughs> because we need this. Um, and more importantly, like, man, we, like, and I know from my perspective, and I'm not paid to say any of this information, again, that we can use support from the people who want to see us get to the places where we want to be. Um, and so I thank you uh, I, 10 times over for giving us your time, your energy, and all of that um, to be ready for the show. And of course, for always just being so supportive of us in this year. Like we can't do what we do without people like you. So I am beyond proud to call you my friend. I am beyond proud to call you a man of God and, and just that you're you're stewarding that every single day. Um, and so I'm just I'm just so proud that you're in my circle. And uh, <laughs> come come through anytime. <laughs> well well thank you and I appreciate the opportunity and the uh, the trust that you have in me because you don't have to, to to share me with on your platform or um or with the people that you encounter each week and the lives that you're impacting but um, you know, just to think uh, enough of the work that God has me being able to do right now. Um, I do appreciate it. And I don't take it lightly. So thank you. Thank you so much. You're so humble. I love it. Um, okay. Well, you heard it, folks. Jay the Motivator. Go check him out. Go check out the things that he's doing. He's doing some amazing things. Um, I hope you felt that he dropped nuggets that you can take with you into any environment or atmosphere that you find yourself stepping in. Um, and again, as I always say, if you loved what you heard, share it with a friend. If you, if this wasn't for you, don't be hoarders of a good word. If it wasn't for you, share it with an enemy. Listen, we can all use something good on the deck, right? So uh, <laughs> as always, as always, as we promise, we are looking to empower, to motivate, to exchange this, the person, personal motivational podcast. Um, if you made it this far, Thank you for listening all the way through. I appreciate you. Let's take some of the nuggets that Jay gave us and let's try to apply those in the, in, in the things that we're working through uh, for our roadmap to 2020 because we're in 2020. Um, and so let's not stop here, right? Let's meet next time, next week. And until then, let's go.